1: think that leftovers just to say this they do double duty for nights when there will be late practices or activities because then you always have something on hand that's quick and easy and helps keep you from the fast food window
0: welcome to didn't i just feed you a podcast about feeding us kids hi i'm stacy and i'm megan cici yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you see there are three new reviews of Didn't I Just Feed You on iTunes this week? Yes! It, That's me
1: squealing.
0: You guys, th- our listeners are like our, our hype machine. They keep us going, like keep us hyped.
1: They do. It's really the best. And you know, <laughs> not that I want to like compare a listener to listener, but... But here I go. If you are in our private Facebook listeners group, you are even better. (laughs) (laughs) So if you aren't and you want to be even better, you should join us there. No, but in all seriousness, it's so exciting to see listeners Chatting with each other, helping each other, like helping us. I ask yeah. questions there all the time. It's such a like wonderful, thriving community of people who really do listen to the show because they need to know the password, which we really only say here.
0: Which is whiskey or painkiller or just any name of any cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> or really, boo, I see you. Like we don't yeah. care, guys. Yeah. Like just say it to Literally when people are like, I don't know. I know you guys said something... We're still just like, okay, welcome.
1: Yes. I mean, we know parent brain, right? You may not remember, but you know that there is something you're supposed to answer. Yes. Yeah. So it's just very exciting. The reviews, being part of our growing community. I'm just really proud. And I guess it makes sense that we're talking about this now
0: because it's right around our first birthday. I know. Are you going to bake us a cake? (laughs) Like I needed an excuse to bake a cake. I will. Do you want me to? Let me do it. Uh, Let me just whip up a cake. Actually, this is like, as a total aside, last night I went out with a friend and right before I left, Ella was like, can we bake a cake? And Brian's like, we don't have time. I was like, oh, we have time. (laughs) There's always time to bake a cake. I will throw one bowl cake in the oven before I leave. Yes. Um, It still needs to be frosted today. We'll get there. Maybe that's our birthday cake. Oh yeah! Um, do I? How do? How do I get to eat this cake? <laughs> I know we might need to do it when we're together in Portland, which I feel like this episode will air right around the time that we're like together in Portland, which is really fun. Yeah, baby, because yes. we're not in back to school yet, but you are going to be close to it. Yeah, it's the weekend before we go back to school. But but like my family in um, Georgia, they started back to school the first week of August,
1: like August first, they started. That is. Bananas. We don't start till September
0: 4th. I know. And then it's like greatly debated like, are we starting too soon? There's lots of logistical reasons why the South starts early. And it has a lot to do with like low income students and air conditioning and safety. Yes, I've heard that before.
1: But anyway, so reviews, rate and review.
0: Also, wherever you are, subscribe. Yes. Yes. Because there's more good stuff coming. Like today. After we talk about what we're digging, we're going to talk about tween lunches, which I just find like a little bit funny, but also I realize is like coming down the pike for me very soon. Like there's different logistical concerns when you're packing for Isaac. Oh, and I have Oliver, so much to say. I know you do. I know you do. It's a Stacy episode where your expertise is just going to shine.
1: Well, also, it's interesting because Oliver's not quite a tween yet. I don't know if you consider nine-year-olds a tween. Uh, he will be oh, 10 in a yeah, month. Yeah,
0: I don't know. What
1: is a tween demographic actually? I think it's 11, 12, but maybe it's okay. 10 to 12. Okay. Okay. But either way, he's so freaking tall because my husband is 6'4", that he is nearly as tall as other kids who are officially tweens. And a lot of what you need to consider has to do with growth spurts. Mm -hmm. And a changing nutritional profile that I really feel like he applies to him. Yes. Um, I see him changing faster and a little bit earlier than his brother did. So, you know, stinky feet. Did you know that that's a sign? That's a (laughs) pre-puberty sign? Our pediatrician told us. I believe it. And do you know why she told us?
0: Because he has stinky feet?
1: Because Isaac's feet were so stinky when he was around Oliver's age <laughs> that I actually asked her a doctor because I was like,
0: like, is this a medical concern? Yes. <laughs> is this normal? Is this normal? Is the biggest question we ask as parents, isn't it? It
1: is. And it is normal. And it's a sign of it's the precursor to having body
0: odor. Yeah.
1: Which is wow. definitely like a, a very early sign of the onset of puberty.
0: I feel like, haven't we gotten in a discussion in the listeners group about tween hygiene, tween and teen Uh, hygiene? I can't. It's like a whole thing. Someone should start a podcast about that. (laughs) They should. It's not us. It's not us. It's not us. Uh, Because if it
1: was, I'd be the example of the failed mom because, (laughs) you know, like, we're like, at least one of our kids eats kind of well, like... (laughs) gotta have that like for you as an expert like no hygiene I fail if my boys are any it's, it's actually
0: just really hard not even at a tween and teenage like Ella who's seven and a half is started taking showers but like trying to get her to yeah. actually like scrub her body yes. in the shower is like pulling teeth like totally. she just wants to stand under the warm water yeah. and like yeah. diddle around I hear you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear you sister <laughs> <laughs> this is not a good segue into what you're digging this week, but let's do it anyway. But let's we do it, it anyway. In. Stacey, what's making your week easier or more delicious? So I discovered, and actually I didn't. My mother discovered
1: these cauliflower sandwich thins. So if you listen to our episode okay. about, um about weight loss or not weight loss, whatever makes sense for you. I explained why I'm on a low-carb diet. If you want to know the details, go listen to that episode. But it's it's not just for weight reasons, although that is part of it. It's also for health reasons in general because I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. So during the days, at least, I don't eat any carbs because I just feel like total crap if I do. And I'm just, sometimes a salad just doesn't cut it for me, even if I load it up. I really do like sandwiches and I've been missing them. I tried rolling ham around cheese sticks. These sandwich thins are like little thin flatbreads made with cauliflower. They have a little bit of a cheesy flavor because I believe they have yeast in them, which can have like nutritional yeast has a little bit of a cheesy flavor. They also have Parmesan, the brand that I buy which is Outer Isle Gourmet. That's there. We'll link to it. I get it on Amazon. But I believe, I I would guess that you can find a dairy-free version, given that this must be like very good for people on dairy-free diets as well. And they're just delicious. I toast them up. I use them as a sandwich. They're low carb. And my kids like them too. They don't have a strong cauliflower flavor, which I like about them. Although, well, you know, I'm not saying this tastes like bread, people, but it is very satisfying like bread. The same kind of mouthfeel as a sandwich thin,
0: really good flavor, not too vegetable-y. I'm like Googling right now because I want to know where I can get them. Um, ooh, and they make a pizza crust. Yes, That's Interesting. They do. It sounds good. Like I think one of the things that people struggle with when they're like having to change their diet for allergy or for weight reasons is like the idea that that there should be like a bread alternative that feels like bread instead of something that's just like delicious for in its own right. So yes. it's cool to like find something that yes, they're calling it a sandwich thin and you're using it to build a sandwich, but you are like saying it's good as its own thing. Yeah. And
1: Outer Isle is pretty cool. They do 1% for the planet. They are locally grown and made in Santa Barbara, California. Um, On their site, and you know, guys, take this with a grain of salt. Like we're all savvy online shoppers at this point. But on their site, they have over 2,000 reviews, five stars. And if you read the reviews, people are like, love it. Tastes great. And or very good. I totally agree. Like, I'm I'm down. Tastes great or very good. Well, because I'm just trying <laughs> to be, like, honest about what, like, they rank very good to
0: excellent. I'm just cracking myself up. You think we can myself, get them as uh, a sponsor now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, very good. Ah, yeah. very good. I think they're excellent. Um, also, a serving of vegetables, if that's a concern for you. If you're trying to get, like, some fiber and veggies in your kids and you can switch this out for their regular sandwich, I say do it. We also buy the, like, I'm going to blank on the brand name. They make sandwich thins um, for lunch boxes because I find, like, regular sandwich bread is sometimes too big yes. of a sandwich yeah, yeah, for my yeah. kids because they're 7 and 4. So it's nice to have, like, a smaller sandwich size option, too. Of any kind of sandwich, then, yeah, awesome. I want to find these now. I wonder if Albertsons carries them. I'm going to be on the hunt. I'll update you guys. Okay, perfect. Either a listeners group or on Instagram. I'll be like, I found it, you guys. Uh, maybe we can find them together when we're in Portland.
1: Oh yeah, we can do a taste test on air. Oh
0: yeah, a live taste test. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, what I'm digging this week is a struggle. I was saying off recording that I, it's that time of like summer where just, I know everything's like so fresh and wonderful and beautiful from the farmer's market, but like it's almost too hot in Boise right now. It's like in the hundreds. And also we have wildfires going on. So it's like kind of smoky. I don't know how to explain how that affects appetite, but totally unfood, unfood related, but sort of still food related. Box Tops for Education, which is a big um, fundraiser that we do for our school. I don't know if I shared or not, but this year I'm PTA treasurer for our elementary school, which feels very cool and very nerdy. I got to go to a PTA conference this year. Also, if you don't know about parent-teacher associations or parent-teacher organizations, and it sounds like... Boring And like, what are you really going to do? It's one of the best ways that you can like connect with your school. And we only meet once a month. And the like obligations of being part of PTA are very minimal. You can also just pay to join PTA, which... Most PTA dues are about $10 for the whole year or like $25 for your whole family. And that money goes directly to PTA programs that help students and teachers in their classrooms. So you should just join PTA, like pay the fee, even if you don't want to go to all the meetings, if you don't have time for that, donate your money. Um, Okay. So Box Hubs for Education, they made a huge change this summer and they moved from the little tabs that you have to like cut off and save. Yes, totally. To an app where you can just scan the barcodes of the products that you buy and even scan your receipts and collect the box tops um, for your school without having to clip stuff and send it back to school, which I just think is super rad. Yes, that is. Yeah, time saver. I don't know. I collect a lot of box tops, so... Is my is my nerds showing that I'm like I saying love that's my it because what it's I'm nerdy this for week. our kids? It's nerdy for our kids. I love it. And some of our favorite brands do, um, do box tops. Like Land O'Lakes Butter for a long time did um, box tops, Annie's Mac and Cheese, and they're like cheese crackers, which we love and eat. A couple of breakfast cereals that we love. They also do box tops. So um, get that app, you guys, and get some money for your schools. We'll also. link to it in show notes. That's such a good, that's such a good feature. I love it. Yes. Okay. Before we dive into tween lunches, which I feel like you have so much to say, we want to make sure you have another podcast to check out after you're done listening to Deny Just Fiji because we think if you love us, you'll love our friends, Amy and Margaret of What Fresh Hell podcast. Here's a little bit about their show from them. Margaret Abels, I'm a mom of three and I'm kind of like a laid back. I'm sure everything will work out just
1: fine kind of a mom. I'm Amy Wilson. I'm also a mom of three, but I'm a little more of a planner, a header, expert researcher, think about it all really hard kind of mom. You're a book reader. You love your books. I love my books. Together, we host the What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood podcast, where every week we take our totally opposite parenting approaches and solve a parenting dilemma. We've solved travel sports. We've solved picky eaters. Yes. We've solved keeping your marriage alive while living with uh, small maniacs, which was an important one. That was very important and we do it all with a little advice and a lot of laughs plus some interviews with the experts you can subscribe to what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us at whatfreshhellpodcast.com megan have you subscribed to what fresh hell
0: i have and i follow them on instagram yes they're at what fresh hell cast on ig and facebook they're really fun they are really fun. I love it. All right.
1: I'm going to cut to the chase. Let's do this. I'm like chomping at the bit. <laughs> like, every time I try to <laughs> say something to you, I'm like, should I go on? Should I carry on? No. Quick. Do you subscribe? Great. Me too. Let's talk tween
0: lunch. <laughs> Ooh, can you tell someone wound me up about this? Woo, woo, woo. Okay. Tweens. We decided tweens are 11 to 14. Yeah. These are right. middle schoolers. 13. They turn into teenagers. They are like growing growing like something else. Their bodies are changing. They're so much hormones they're dealing with. So what are some considerations in packing tween lunch?
1: So, you know, when we first had this topic idea way back when we were planning content for back to school, I was like, well, I don't, you know, Isaac gets lunch at school, but I've been packing lunches for him for camp. Mm -hmm. And I did a bunch of research And I also had a lot of thoughts about how to address my concerns about what he was eating at school last year. So it's really, really perfect timing. So one of the things that I discovered when I started doing research is that according to the CDC, obesity rates for tweens and teens, so 12 to 19 years old, have tripled in the last 30 years. Wow. Tripled. (sighs) it's like, it's actually kind of an overwhelming step yeah. to me. And I think that it's tied to a whole lot. I think it's tied to fast food, soda, sedentary behavior, like video game and phone usage. And I, I just have to say that I'm rattling these things off. I don't mean to be, um, flippant about any of them. Like if your kid plays a lot of video games Like, that doesn't mean they're gonna be obese. And I hate when people like make those causal connections without data. So I'm not doing that. But I do think that there's this bigger picture where how our tweens and teens are eating is kind of intertwined with how we live,
0: right? Yes. And I think that diet episode is another one to, like, go listen to if you have any question, concerns about, like, what Stacey and I both believe about body image and, like, how we show up for our kids and talking to them about body positivity. Because we're not necessarily saying, like, obesity means that every kid should be on a diet. That's not what we're trying to communicate at all. But it is is a cause for concern, and it's something we should be talking about.
1: A hundred percent, and that's that's a medical statistic, right? Mm-hmm. So we absolutely believe in health at every size. It's about if there's a big change, if you have a child who you know is thin, and you see a change in their behavior because of changing eating habits, depression and anxiety can set in in the preteen mm-hmm. and teen years, and that can impact. And actually, I just want to say, I mentioned an obesity stat because it's one I came across. It goes to the other end too. Being thin is not a sign in and of itself of an eating disorder. It's really about looking at what's normal for your kid, what has been normal, how they're growing overall, and how it's changing along with how their food habits and eating habits might be changing and how their mood is changing. So, it's really taking in that whole picture into determining whether, you know, whether they're thin, whether they look completely quote unquote normal. You can still have an eating disorder, even if you look quote unquote normal. You know, you need to see the full picture. But there are signs with the rise of eating disorders, with the rise of obesity on both extremes, that there's something going on with the way our kids eat. Now, when I looked at what the experts say and also at my own tweens behavior, here's some things that really impact how we feed our tweens and how I specifically feed my tween. He's suddenly sleeping later. Every school morning at the end of the year, (laughs) I've had to shake him awake. And this has been an early, early, early riser kid. Yeah. So breakfast is either non-existent or something on the go. I've talked about this a lot in prior episodes, making his own food choices, both in the school cafeteria and then after school, right? His junk food consumption
0: has gone way up and I,
1: you have to embrace it. Like kids are going to eat junk
0: food, period, end of story. Not end of story, because we are going to talk about it in an episode. Right. Well, end of story that they're going to do it. <laughs> but like, they're going to do it. You so can't it's like fight you it. Ha- that's something you have to navigate. It's yeah. something that you have to consider,
1: right? Like, how do you fit it in this larger picture? And again, it's about, just like you were saying about like weight and body and overall health, it, this is all part of a bigger picture. There's no yes. one right answer. And it's not like all junk food bad under every circumstance. Like, it's just a reality. How do we see a bigger picture? You know, but but Isaac's palate has changed. He's uh, slightly pickier than he used to be. And he definitely has more of a flavor for like sugar and salt compared to when I was controlling all of his meals when he was younger. Yeah. The other thing is their nutritional needs. Like in a nutshell, everything suggests that calcium is all of a sudden like extremely important. Because
0: that growth, that growth is so significant. Okay. You know what this sounds like? This is so weird. It sounds like when you're feeding a preschooler. A hundred. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> like all of those things, like you have to pay a more, you have to pay more attention. They want more like salt and sugar. You have to pay attention to new, certain nutritional needs because they're growing. Like that all sounds like. Yes. You have a giant preschooler.
1: Yes. I was totally going to say that. And I used to do these um, seminars, these like child development seminars, and we used to compare like the three-year-old issues are mirrored in the 12-year-old issue. Yeah. Like, there are these corresponding ages between early childhood and tween and teen years where you're grappling with the same thing. It's just
0: slightly different shape because the kid is older. So- slightly different shape is a funny way to say it. <laughs> you know-
1: like it's like mm, it's different yeah Mm -hmm. so protein plus calcium and vitamin d iron is another really big thing especially for um teen girls like getting into slightly older girls like teen boys they say need around like mm, 11 milligrams of iron per day approximately whereas teen girls need like 15 so that's, that's kind of the nutritional profile that you're trying to get. And you're trying to get it into someone who's, you know, sleeping late, who's listening to you less, etc.
0: Making their own food choices. Making their own food choices. There Filling up on junk food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The good side of it is that they are hungrier. Yeah. And hungry people will eat more. That doesn't Your mean they won't be picky. to feed them. Yeah. Yep. And also they understand nutrition. Like yeah. you can, that doesn't mean they'll listen. But you can actually talk to them. And I have found that for me personally, sports has been a really good way to talk to Isaac about his nutrition.
0: I feel like you mentioned this. Was it in the weight loss episode? Like that because he's playing sports, you can be like, well, you need these. Like, I'm not saying this because I want you to like grow or eat a certain way. Like you need these things to be a better basketball player. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: And that really resonates with him. If you have a kid who's not into sports, are they into science or they, you know, whatever it is, take what they are interested in and try to help them
0: understand how what they're putting in their body is fuel. It's more entry points for those conversations now that they're older, which is kind of cool. Totally.
1: So I really feel like what I'm looking at when it comes to lunch specifically is what's efficient, what tastes good. What is peer appropriate instead of fighting that? Like what? And on this note of peer appropriateness, if you go to a school with a cafeteria, which is the case for many, many tweens and teens, like getting a cool lunchbox or fun bento accessories is not like it used to be,
0: something that gets you (laughs) divided.
1: It does the exact opposite <laughs>
0: yeah it makes them very uncool
1: oh my god it's mortifying
0: can you send stuff in like takeout containers is that cool
1: yeah so i think just simple, like paper bag yeah like i started to pack isaac's first camp lunch in uh, a lunch bot you know they sent us yeah. those cool lunch bots yeah. and i have a big one that works and he was like oh are is that well, you're putting are you my serious? lunch in that and i was like yes he was like, can I just get a paper bag? <laughs> and then I took out the Sharpie because I was going to be like, have a great day. He was like, he's like, no, Do put the Sharpie down, lady. <laughs> Do not decorate my paper bag. So like really accepting where they are socially. And I've been thinking about this year ahead because last year Isaac was eating just salads. Then he got bored and it wasn't filling enough. And then he moved to a salad and a bagel. Then eventually by the end of the year, it's like,
0: eh, who needs the salad? I'll have a bagel for lunch. I know the bagel became the bane oh, of your existence. You're I like every day bagel. with this game bagel, like where's the nutritional value here? Right. So I think what I'm going to do this year, and I have to admit that this is a tip from
1: Jill Castle, who's a fantastic nutritionist. She was on our sugar episode or one of our sugar episodes, and she gives such practical, real life measured advice is that I'm going to sit down with Isaac and I'm going to talk to him about how we can meet everybody's needs. And what he eats does impact me. Like I take him to basketball two times a week and he gets in the car and he's crabby and he wants like a very quick snack so that he can fuel his game and his practice. Like this is like a bad cycle for us to be in.
0: Yeah. So also you're grocery shopping and you're like meal planning. So- it does affect you in a big way. So I, you know, what Jill did with her kids and I'm going to
1: use this idea is say like maybe just basketball days or something like, can we compromise where I pack you lunch maybe one or two times a week? Or can I supplement lunch? Can I send you in with a smoothie? You know, I can make smoothie cubes, put them in a thermos and by lunchtime they'll be liquid. So I can supplement that bagel or whatever choice you make. I don't care. You don't even have to tell me. But what can we do so that you're not just five days a week eating this lunch that really offers you nothing?
0: Yeah. Calories. Calories, but not probably not enough to sustain.
1: And, you know, empty calories. Yeah. Empty calories are really not great. (laughs) They really (laughs) don't do much for you because they don't even give you like a big push of energy because if you eat it at lunchtime which might be noon, 12:30, you know, you're crashing by the end of school yeah. when you have homework or practice or piano or whatever it is or just also
0: being kind to your mom and your little brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, does he have a locker at school? Can you yeah. guys like um stock it with non-perishable snacks?
1: Yes. So that's another thing is to think about school lunch for tweens, not just in terms of lunch, but also kind of everything around it. I know we want to focus on lunch solutions and we'll do like a quick lightning of ideas, but like really when you're talking about tweens, especially if you're not going to pack a lunch for them, maybe you're one of those parents that is so freaking relieved that you don't have to pack lunches anymore then really what you should be thinking about is everything around that lunch to support whatever choice they make, whether it's good or bad. So snacks Mm. and breakfast.
0: Yes. Which we just had a whole episode about make ahead breakfast. So like you could really hit those hard and let him choose. Exactly.
1: So, you know, um, all right. So let's just brainstorm some ideas.
0: Yes. Give us a quick lightning round of some things that you're thinking about for Isaac for back to school. For his lunches.
1: So, thinking about this idea of complex carbs come from whole grains, right? So, not just like white bread, white rice, you know, those like simple carbs that just turn to sugar. And also thinking about a little bit of iron. I'm thinking about that more for dinner time because it's hard. That's like broccoli and kale and those dark leafy greens. So, I'm really thinking more about, like I said, whole grains calcium, and protein. So I think given that leftovers are really key, I think leftovers are great for lunch. It feels more adult. It doesn't feel so babyish. And you can use leftovers in different ways. Like if you have Thai chicken, make Thai chicken uh, lettuce wraps. Yeah. Thinking about different breads also feels a little bit more grown up instead of just like a boring sandwich all the time. So pitas and wraps, and those are also great vehicles for leftovers as well. Yes. I also think that leftovers, just to say this, they do double duty for nights when there will be late practices or activities, because then you always have something on hand that's quick and easy and helps keep you from the fast food window. Um, Again, that's if you're thinking about everything around school lunch to support. Their school lunch choices that may not be the best. I think breakfast for lunch is really great for older kids too. Eggs, sausage, even bacon—whatever you get a little bit of that, like, like that satisfying fat and that great flavor. And eggs are full of protein. Breakfast burritos, egg bites, breakfast sandwiches, smoothies. I'm thinking about that a lot as an add-on to school lunch. I've gone back this summer to making a lot of smoothies. I think it kind of goes hand in hand with um, making popsicles more. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a great nut and seed butter. Nut butters are really not allowed in most schools at this point. But, um, you know, I've been using a scoop of non-flavored protein powder or um, collagen. protein.
0: Yeah. And adding that to his smoothies. Would you link to the protein powder that you like in the show Absolutely. notes? Because I've been like ex- trying some and I haven't found one that we really like for smoothies. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, legumes. I believe I mentioned bonza pasta in the last episode
1: It's yeah. something I'm digging mm-hmm. these days. The protein content that is awesome and they make a product now called rice that- actually functions a little bit more like orzo, yeah. but that for pasta or for the bottom of a grain bowl, like call mm-hmm. it a burrito bowl, whatever those are popular, but you can vary them like Greek style, Japanese style, whatever it might be easy way to load in veggies. Um, orzo, brown rice, uh, quinoa can all go on the bottom. You can even use that leftover pasta. Yeah. Um, Bigger sandwiches, like a steak sandwich, again, you can use leftovers. A Greek chicken wrap, you can load it with veggies. You got great lean protein, animal protein in there. Mexican-style torta, you get a roll and you put bean, either like mashed black beans or even just go buy a store-bought bean dip, right? Load it with veggies. That's also great. Cobb salad, you know, grain bowls are really just salads with grains in them. <laughs> Another great way to get in those veggies. Tuna salad, chicken salad, hummus as a base for things, like a Mediterranean-style wrap. I think I mentioned the Thai chicken lettuce wrap. We've been doing that a lot because I make larb, which is a Thai ground chicken salad. It literally takes 10 minutes from start to
0: finish. And it is so flavorful. Oh, it's so good. And it is one of those things, like, it's good because it's so flavorful. It's great when it's warm, but it's also really good, like, room temperature or cold in a lunchbox. Yes. Totally.
1: Totally. So that's been really great. It can go over grains. It can go in lettuce cups, Uh, you know, eggs, hard boiled eggs. We talk about that. And
0: I feel like we talk about hard boiled eggs in every episode. Every single episode. We need a hard boiled egg sponsor. (laughs) We
1: really do. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's, that's where my head's at. Okay. That's where my
0: head's at with these tweens. I don't have tweens, but you, like, sharing some of the um, pain points of, like, tween lunches. Yeah. It just gives me a couple ideas that are more related to, like, how you pack lunch. Yes. Less, like, what the content is. And so a lot of these, like, bowls that you're mentioning, they make me think of Dig In, which is, like, New York-based. They make, like, bowls. And what there's another one that I always eat when we come into the office where – They make those bowls, they make, like, bowls, like a hummus bowl, kind of like our hummus episode, or grain bowls, like you're talking about, or pasta bowls. Um, But that they come in those, like, compostable, almost, like, cardboard bowls. And I wonder if, like, you're really struggling with, like, the container to put your tweens lunch in, if, like, getting more takeout-style containers that are, like, compostable, like, brown paper or, like, brown paper bags to pack lunches in would help. And the other thing that that makes me think of is we just did a bunch of, on Kitchen, a bunch of, like, DIY Starbucks bistro boxes because those are really popular for tweens. Yes. So maybe in, like, this season of having a tween eater, and not specifically for Isaac, but for anyone who's, like, struggling with packing lunches, maybe it's the time where you're, like – Doing more shopping with them. Like you're going to Trader Joe's and finding like prepackaged lunches that they feel like are cool to take um, so that they're eating that maybe instead of like the bagel in the cafeteria. Um, and we'll link to those recipes too if that's something that you want to do. I forgot to mention how much I've been loving the lunch bots. They have like a new snack tray, which is six compartments. And those are really great for packing more of like a bistro box style lunch instead of like the sandwich. And I think that that's cool for tweens. I don't really know. Seems like it is. If a bistro box is cool.
1: I mean, anything from Starbucks is cool. It's crazy. Why are they so obsessed with Starbucks? Jesus.
0: You know what it is? It's a freedom. It's like when you reach the age that you can like walk to Starbucks or like ride your bike to Starbucks with your friends and hang out. It's cool. Like you're getting freedom. You're so right. Actually. You are. And it's, and it's like all those delicious, like mixed
1: drinks, like pumpkin spice. It's going to happen any second now, people. I've already
0: started getting the Uh. promo emails and it's (laughs) August, like the first week of August. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's cool. Plus you get to show out a little bit at Starbucks, right? Like you have spending money that you can spend on like a fancy drink. And maybe, like, a snack
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so right.
0: So, yeah, anything you
1: can do that's, like, Starbucks wins, if you ask me.
0: (laughs) Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's not funny. It's real. I mean, we forget. We so forget the, like, ego to food connection sometimes. Oh,
1: yeah. It's very.
0: It's big. And when you're a tween or teen – it is. It's a big deal. It's it like when you when you're first starting out a career too, and you're like, I don't want to bring a brown bag lunch from home. I'm gonna like order lunch with everyone every day, or like go out to lunch with every day. And then you get in like a couple of weeks into it, and you're like, Oh, my payroll, my pay does not meet me
1: <laughs> yes. eating out every day. Yes, I do think that you're bringing up a really good point that having a conversation with your kid and being sensitive to all of their needs, yeah, you know, just like what they really like to eat, um, what their activities are, what they're interested in, how much they care about their social life. And don't poo-poo that, like actually listen yeah. and take that into consideration as you make a plan with them and shop with them. That is a great suggestion. I think that becomes really important because with little kids,
0: a shiny new lunchbox, some fun shapes... Um, you know, like new sna- like cute little, cute yeah. little snacks in their lunch. They are down for that, exactly. And also, we, I use the like you're shopping with me. Let's pick out your lunchbox veggies for this week to get my kids excited about school lunch. And they're not tweens, so it just works in a different way when they're yeah. older. Like here, you're you you have the autonomy. Let's shop for your whole lunch right now. Exactly. What are you going to eat? I feel like. There's so much good discussion that we can open up in our listeners group about this because I know that we have parents of tweens and teens in our listeners group who are going to offer even more ideas before you sit down and talk with Isaac. I'm terrified.
1: I will definitely give an update
0: on his response. I
1: would offer to have the conversation on the mic, but I think he would be mad at
0: me. And boyfriend. No, so- but you know what? We should have Isaac on to talk about Starbucks. A hundred percent. coffee and teens. I yes, think because be really he,
1: he has been like, his new thing is also the green tea um, latte at Starbucks, the ice cream okay. tea latte. And now at home, he's been asking for green tea. And he- Totally my fault. Has associated like green tea or coffee with like morning grogginess, so okay. he like crawls out of bed and is like, uh, "I need some green tea." Well,
0: it does have some caffeine, so it that does makes sense, yeah. But
1: he's like making that connection, so I know the begging for a morning caffeine drink is happening. Like it's it's happen happening. In a second,
0: we're gonna figure out how to right. navigate it together, Cece. Woo! Okay, are you ready? You're gonna find us as soon as I just feed you on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Where you can join that listeners group, and where Stacey's going to give us an update on this conversation. It's a good thing Isaac's not in there. The answer to the secret <laughs> question. We we still have to fix this. The answer <laughs> to the question is whiskey or painkiller it's not a secret question it's not a trick question no. just answer it it's kind of a secret answer except we tell you every single week <laughs> and sometimes we share it on i sometimes share it on instagram like my own personal where I i'm see, at Megan spawn and you, you don't do I it on, Eyeballs, at Stacey I, Billis. See you. <laughs> I see you most importantly
1: subscribe to didn't i just feed you so you don't miss an episode and if you like what you hear please 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 tell your friends about us And rate and review on iTunes. It really, besides making us happy, which you may or may not care about, (laughs) (laughs) it helps other parents find us. And we are here to make your lives easier.
0: We are here for other parents. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you. Seriously. We love our editing team. What would we do without them? Sometimes they send new episodes and I'm like, great, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. anyways a huge thank you to our editors jeremy and samantha Gatsick, and the whole team at counterweight creative i'm megan and i'm stacy stay sane and well fed until next week don't forget to smash all five stars on itunes or leave us a review